Welcome to this week's uh, Oakley Linux User Group. Today is October 23rd, 2008. How are we doing? Great. Just fine. <laughs> Just fine. Good. 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 Not you. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start first. Oh, thank you. Have a corner here. Thank you for helping. <laughs> Can you yell because there's a there's a microphone over there? I haven't done a whole lot other than um, I just play a little bit around with Conky because it's been really good well, repositories. You played with what? Conky. Conky. The, yes. The image on the, and I was amazed at how easy it is to set up. Uh, I learned that you can actually you can drag Conky to a console. Yes, I've seen articles like that. I, di I didn't try that. Uh, but I, I run Conky on this right here. And that's all that stuff is just displayed all my stats, what stuff. But it was, you just take a generic text file, you put it on there, and just adjust it a little bit, and it ran right away on mine, getting all the stats out of the desktop and stuff like that. So I play around with that stuff. Um, other than that, I'm going to be playing around with a box called Maynard, maybe a little Popcorn Hour. It's the name of a movie. Very close. It is a um, sort of like a MIPS TV box with no hard drive. And basically it's a thin pizza slice box that you put on your home entertainment center with HDMI outputs and optical outputs. But it connects to a remote computer somewhere on your network and pulls the information off there to stream any music, video, and stuff like that. And it also hooks up to certain websites. It's like so it's you buy it? All, yeah, it's, all, it's just all solid state. You hook it up. It's already, all the software is on there already. You can add an internal hard drive if you want to. Where do you get this? Um, just just <laughs> type in Popcorn Hour on the website. Is it open will, source? What's that? Is it open source? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. so. Get, get a Neuros does the same thing and you can have it. Yes. How, what, was, what was that? Neuros? Yeah, the Neuros. No, that really was exactly what the Neuros was. Yes. Is the Neuros its own hardware and stuff? Yeah. Yes. It, it, you could plug a USB stick into it any size you want. Neuro the SD key, card. The key that I was looking for is optical output. Doesn't have I, that. Because I want the pure sound, the 5.1 surround sound channel, stuff like that, and HDMI output. So you, do, you can stream full HD out of this box from another PC on your network. Higher capability. And and you, it does have an opening for inside the case to put a hard drive in. So you how can, much the cost? Uh, it's like two hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Nero, cheaper version for a hundred and fifty. Nero's is about hundred sixty. Yeah, okay. it's a little cheaper, but it's, that's really so for the extra. It's just turning. Output, that's very good. It's right. bringing data in on your network that you're sending it. Right. It's turning it into. Putting my PC next to my TV, you know, I've got I've got a nice screen TV, I've got an entertainment center, I got it hooked up, but you know, in my room and stuff, it, that PC then became dedicated to my home entertainment center, and I no longer use it as a PC. So I actually lost the PC by doing that because you just just don't use it as a PC anymore. It's there, you got to move over by the TV, your keyboards on other stuff. Well, so this box basically you put on your home entertainment center, and then wherever your PC is in your house, whether it's a Windows, whether it's Linux, it will attach to that source and pull the stuff off through menus and a remote. On that. So it's Wi-Fi. Uh, it's uh, no, it's no, it has a you need a network connection, hardware network. 
section. And it comes with a remote, so you can point at it like no, a cable the box. The popcorn box it's, has a remote. Yes. Uh, from us, remote, and it pulls up a menu similar to like this. But then it's getting the information off your PC? Off your PC through the, through your home network. And you're like allowing it to look at certain files right. on your PC? And you just tell it like the directories where your movies are, the directories where your MP3s are, and then it produces a menu choice. See, that's exactly what I was thinking I about. Something like that. I thought you'd have to stick a computer by your TV. No, well, this, that's really what it is. It's, it's, it's sort of like a computer that's already got all the software in but no hard drive. It's just looking for a, a repository of where all this information is. And then they're slowly updating the firmware to be able to go after different um, websites. They've got two or three websites. Like Hulu or something like that yeah, you can play on. Oh. Wow, I'm going to check that out. Yeah, it's, it's called the Porn I have a Myth TV box that does my TV right now. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to be pushing this they need to do. And then all that, all other than that is I put the, um, the new Ubuntu on my EPC. And it's getting better and better each time. Um, I no longer have to compile my own wireless drivers for the EPC. It's all built into the new version and stuff. Works really well. It seems pretty slick. It's just that I get about 50 updates a day. And, uh, <laughs> That's the brand new Ubuntu? Yeah. 8.10 or 8.04? Oh, beta. Did you, did you try that uh, Ubuntu has, I think they call it like oh, Net, no. Net, Netbook Edition? No, that's actually the one which they are pushing with the Dell. Yeah. It's something like Netbook Edition or something like that. It is Ubuntu flavor and it is actually they, they provide it for Dell. The thing about this popcorn hour is it doesn't actually have any tuner or anything on it. No, so so you know, how do you watch regular TV then? You don't watch regular TV through that. You don't use this for regular TV. Um, your stuff that you you put on a hard drive. Okay. You, you're and, and I'm going to take all my DVDs and all my CDs, and I've already ripped them and put them on my hard drive. So it's there. It's just playing. It so something that they would add on to here would be a Mic TV front end. Yeah, that, that would be something be that would be yeah, very be useful on this. Does it? You put the back end someplace else on your network, sit down in the basement or something. That would be too easy. That's a nice ISO file. This popcorn box. Pick up any of those? I don't know. I like this. VOB, so it should. Really? Okay. Yeah, so you should just be able to copy like the DLC media player will open it up and yeah. start. It's got USB ports, so you can hook an external drive to it and use it as a DVD player. Alright, here's the list. MPEG, oh, wait, one, two, part four. MPEG, one, two, PS, VOB, uh, AVI, ASF, WMV, MKV, MOV, XVID, MPEG, one, two, four, Windows Media Player 9, H264, DC1, and then audio, AC, MPEG, audio, Wave, WMA, Black, Frog, yada, yada, yada. They have three products, basically. They have a lower end of this box. This is their newer model that they came out with. And then that's a, like a PC board that you can modify and add. But they said by the time you get done adding the case and all the other yeah. stuff, you're back to a PC. You know, so and here is actually back to the That's the actual box right there. This one doesn't have a remote? Yeah, that has a remote. Oh, that's just the lower end version. It doesn't have... Um, it doesn't have a couple things up here what they are. Could, could you do something like watch YouTube videos through it? Yes, you can. Through your computer, basically? YouTube? Yes. Okay. They mentioned certain sites that you okay. can get. When, when we talked about it, there was an update for Boxy, which is uh, like uh, 
Web 2.0 uh, uh, player like that, and that one is streaming YouTube or you know the whatever media you have on your browser. I think there's a client. There's a Ubuntu client. Does it do 1080? What do you have to download? Is that like an update? Firmware update? What is? Well, it has a download section, so it was maybe plugins or firmware. By the directions. Yeah. They, they come out with firmware quite a bit. They, they are continually updating the firmware to add more directions. codecs and more things like that. Do you know what? It does 1080p? Yes. So they say if you really, well, they, um, they you have, have to add the hard drive internally in order to get the throughput through your network fast enough. So they are guaranteeing if you go through the network, you're going to get a non-jitter. Yeah. I can barely, I can barely get a high def signal. Like a 1080i would barely go through a 100 base network. Really? That's so like even cat, through through wires, like wire? Yeah, Cat5. Wow. So that's it, like, that's really, they recommend you adding a, uh, uh, a hard drive if you're going to do 1080p. That's a buffer, or do you actually have the hard drive it, with the, the movie? The case is built so you can put a SATA drive directly inside the box. It does, I think it uses the hard drive as a buffer. So the movie would still... You can use it for a repository of your videos, or... I don't know, maybe a buffer, I don't know. But I know that's what I actually put a drive inside. Could you buy one? I, I purchased one, but they're... Um, they've got such a high demand right now, they're about three to four weeks out before you get it. So can you give us... Yeah, as soon as I get her up and running, I'll let you know. So we are meeting in your house next time? Yeah. <laughs> well, the MKV is huge, because open source movies, you get like 12 gig files. It's very simple. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that new site over there, actually, has got a lot of open source You call it open source movies? Wow. <laughs> Is it like like uh, Pirate Bay? No! <laughs> open source movies. So you've got like the sets that you can use no. for your own movies, right? <laughs> open source. This would be perfect because it does MKB, XVID, Divix, all through high def and B. See, you can buy it yeah, in Norway. I looked on the info page and they list ISO specifically well, yeah. all their formats. Yeah. So you can uh, you just, you just back up yourself with the image. And I think it's one of those things you better buy yeah, now because it's going to like so oh, I I see I see you're taking only your another drive and you get a larger hard drive one terabyte is I guess you can buy it just iso there's no use in spending 20 hours to get you you can't buy it in states there's no US listing that's for resellers that's for resellers yeah you can buy it directly off their site just say buy me though it's going on my Christmas list Mm -hmm. <laughs> mine too. Are they right. directly selling it, or do you buy it like through eBay? They're, they're directly selling it. So where to buy? It actually used um, Gmail. Oh, view the card. Google, Google's uh, pay thing. If you want to use that. Okay. Oh, pay for it. Google, Google checkout. And, and the reason I ended up with this is I wanted to get a good interface between my EPC and my home home entertainment center. So what I was really looking for was a, an external USB sound card. Well, Best Buy had the Creative Labs, really nice, oh, here's small a package. I couldn't get it, it wouldn't control it. I mean, I can get it to work, but there's no software hey, to actually turn on and off the optical thing, so I needed everything to stay oh, So I ended up saying, okay, I'll try this. You need step. a knife or you want to get a The other nice thing is that my son can use his laptop, but he can send his stuff to this. Wow, that's neat. I like that. Yeah.
Okay, the plug-in design contest, so it's like, it's got to be yours. I think it is an open source type. Or either that or BSD. Well, they have their community on the top, whatever that means. I mean, they wouldn't have a plug-in. That's what they have on the bulletin board. Yeah. Can you see what they're talking about on the, on the bulletin board? Uh, there was, uh, it was like, uh, yeah, bulletin board. Oh, I like that thing. So how do you know? So. Then just get a serial ATM. Ah, it doesn't have a tuner. Yeah, that's yeah, the only thing. TV. I don't have a TV. Yeah, it would be nice to have a projector. Projector don't oh, have a tuner, too, no, so no. i got to have something with the tuner. Uh, yeah, so it would be cool if you had a tuner that went to USB, then you could plug it into the USB port. Actually, there are USB ports. I have one. You want to borrow one? Some of them are. I've got a small one, but who knows if this box can actually take it. I have one I'm not using. I bought a while ago. Got one USB drive. Byron, I used I bought a USB for twenty five from college. But there's some with NFS already, so it's got to have one. Big old Sony, twenty years old. All right. So there's my goodness. Wow, that's awesome, dude. Two minutes of fame. There ever was two. I know. You got famous. So what what do you serve when we come to check your stuff in your house? What's that? What do you serve when we come to check? Sell his beer. You can sell your beer. I cannot sell the beer. You can donate. I I am giving away. You can request request require donations. I can I can have a cover charge at our house. There you go. Hey, beer supply. I like that. How many beers do you plan on drinking? Okay, your cover charge will be <laughs> this much. That would be uh, 10 pounds of grain. <laughs> if you like the interface or anything, that's going to have to be. Okay, who's next? Who's next? How are the ducks? Oh, the ducks are in the new house. That was uh, quite an adventure, actually. Was there a party? Uh, well, it was a learning experience for all of us. Oh, okay. <laughs> we had an audience for the big transition period. But yeah, it took them a couple days to figure it out. But today, it was like we got them in what, last Thursday? We left them in the house a couple nights just, you know, so they got the Did idea. Did you get the action home. cam up and going on them or not? What's that? Did you get that action cam? No, I'm, cam I'm working on that, actually. Yeah, that's, the next, that's the next project. We'll get a webcam going. But, the, yeah, it took them a couple days, but they figured out the whole routine, how to come in, go out. You know, it's, it was quite interesting to watch them. Learn. So, but that's, that's it. Just uh, something I noticed today in the news, it looks like uh, Symbian is taking steps to go open source. Yeah, I know it is. I was interested in that Symbian operating system. I was happy to see that today. Not that I would be programming in it. Yeah, it is interesting. If I had a smartphone, and those Nokia phones are pretty nice compared to a lot of the others, hardware-wise. I know somebody bought Android. I know somebody bought Android. Yeah, right. I've got to find a way to fill two minutes, man. That's great. But, I mean, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to write your own apps for a, for a smartphone. Yeah, that, that would be it. Because yeah. I never like the things that you have on it or the things that you call and yeah. buy. Was Symbian the one that bought Palm? No, I don't think I don't so. I don't think so. Who bought Palm? Somebody bought Palm and Symbian. Yeah, Palm. Because they wanted to switch it off. Well, Palm is Windows right now, Windows Shop. 
they're used to have their own operating system, but all they switch over to somebody. Any any Paul the trio what do you buy has a Windows mobile. What? Where? Anybody else? How about a guy with all jobs? Yeah. I like the beer. I didn't know he was going to be a stout, but it was awesome. I loved that. Yeah, it was really good. It was very good. I was like, I liked the way um, the the flavor and the it wasn't as uh, stale as like the other stouts. It had a little okay. more zip in, as in you know when you drink it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I like. I'm glad. You did a very good job. Yeah. Well, next batch is probably coming next. Uh, it's going to be another stout, or is it? It's not. It's a. It's a pale ale, but. Um, yeah. I was t- tasting one uh, last Saturday and tasted very much like the stout, so I'm, I'm not you that gotta, happy with that. You've got to clean the fermenter. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, that's where you get all your flavor from. You yeah, build up in there. Isn't, isn't that where <laughs> you make block beer? But actually, yeah. isn't that how the grandma was making casserole? Huh? <laughs> What's that? Isn't that how grandma was making casserole? Never cleaned uh, the pot. <laughs> Seriously, that's how you make Bach beer. You basically just put a batch in after the winter ferment in the spring. And it makes Bach beer. You just put the ingredients in without cleaning the vats. I don't know. I didn't promise that. That's why Bach is so bad most of the time. But it was very good. Yeah. I was well, we had it with a Mexicali kind of a... Yeah, it tastes like a little bit of honey or lemon flavoring. Does it have more of a, a more carbonation to it than most stouts? And I like that. It gave like yeah. a little flavor. Yeah, yeah. 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 All you need to do is buy a whole bunch of ginger beer and you reuse the bottles. That was a bad joke. <laughs> I'm taking empty bottles from the ginger beer. <laughs> or you can go down to Limey's and I've heard they'll give you lots of bottles. Uh, those are just the uh, are they Why on the old? Excuse me? They don't see uh, them. They don't see them. Don't see them. You actually need to have a special twist. You know, it's a different thing. So you would have to get some twist tops so that you could twist them. Yeah, okay. You know, I'll fill them, you'll twist them. <laughs> and then I tried yeah. something today with SSH that I was told, I think Brian had done before, but I, you can do uh, dynamic port, forward, yeah. yep. split it, I was like, was pretty, I didn't ever try it and I just heard about it and well, from here and, and it worked, I was like, I checked out his website and said that my IP address was coming from my house and not from the Wi-Fi spot I was at, yep. I was like, sweet. Like a really cheap VPN solution. All the fun stuff that you can have. Yeah, with well, SSH, it's really flexible. Well, yeah. So back to my house, and then out from my house. Yeah. When you when you think about a VPN, it is pr- pretty much just uh, SSH. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, there's a little bit more to it, but that's most likely what it is. Daniel no, Bryan is one where he's actually done the X11. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll do the uh, SSH and home and just let that sit there on my PC. And then even if I type in like, my router address, the 192.168, it comes up over there. Yeah, it's just like you're sitting at home. 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 Yeah, it's just like you're s
Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, the problem is, is the the, yeah, the funny okay program is. Yeah, they don't yeah, tell you real yeah, decent. Yeah, so no, that's what I'm trying to. They do have a good decent yeah, help that tells you what to do, and I had to actually read that in order to figure out like how to fill in the fields and make sure it connects the same way. So, so you had, oh, okay. well, I got it to work. I didn't get it to work yet, so but it worked just like that on Linux, but the putty thing it didn't work that well. So for a guy like me who doesn't understand all this stuff, what is the what are you doing or what's what's the advantage to what you're doing? Well for example, like if here you want to browse the internet, do some other stuff, read your emails, whatever, by tunneling home it's an encrypted session from your PC to your home base. So whatever you can hear can't be sniffed locally. Oh, okay. It's all encrypted. And in addition, all the access to the internet is coming from your house rather than coming from here. So, so from all the internet sites that you're browsing to, they see it as coming from your home and not so from here. From using Putty, when you look through SSH, how do you interact with web browsing? With SSH, you have the ability to say, this port on this PC is actually the port you need to go out to the internet with. Like but really, when you go out to it, it retunnels it back out to yours. So in with your browser, you tell your browser, go to port, and I use like 1480 yeah. as a proxy. Yeah. So in Linux, the, the shell command is SSH space your name at your server space dash capital D space then the port, like 88 or you'd said 1080. Then you go into <coughs> Firefox, go into the proxy settings, and then the proxy, you go to the socks local, and then put in localhost 8080 as the port, and then it just it's sort of it's sort of like pointing your browser to your own PC yeah. on that port, and then it it's goes just that your SSH will take so it from there. But then Putty you're running the proxy server locally, and yeah. then tunnels it through SSH to your PC. But Putty didn't do that, so I don't understand. Yeah, like I said, I can have trouble with Putty, but once I read the help, it told me help with that, and I was like, that's really strange to put it there. But once I did, it started working and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mentioning sniffing, I read an interesting article this week about keyboards. Uh, some British uh, no. academics tested uh, yeah. keyboards, uh, and all keyboards currently that they were able to find currently embedded in in uh, uh, laptops and any other keyboards yeah. that you have, not USB or PS2, not not you know like wire, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. uh, some radio sort of transmission thing are vulnerable to being sniffed or tapped into from as far away as like 20 or 30 that, years. That's been really. true since yeah. the 1970s. And there's plenty now. Apparently, there's plenty of hacker software out there that yeah. will listen to your keyboard. The wireless keyboard? Any keyboard. Not only yeah. wireless. You mean like keyboard. radio interface? Yeah, apparently radio. it picks it up the signal that's detectable. Yeah, it picks up the electronic impulses that are operating within the computer. As well as, as we would be more paranoid, uh, they were yeah. saying, while you are typing, actually every key is making different sounds. Yeah, here, I got this up. Three students at UC Berkeley used a 10-minute recording of a keyboard to recover 96% of the characters typed during the session. Yeah. So yeah. for the paranoid among us, and to be more, to be, to be to be more paranoid, there was something about uh, that whatever your screen is projecting actually can be can be monitored, and the same somebody can actually recreate whatever you are watching. So same principle. Just uh, you know, just go in a in a black room, you know, and don't type. It said they were able to break 80% of 10-character passwords in fewer than 75 attempts. 
So in 75 attempts, 80% of the passwords yeah. that were 10 characters, they broke. And I know that's why Windows is so secure. You don't have to type. You just point and click. Yeah, they got to add a mouse wiggle into the into your password. Yeah, absolutely. And then when you hear that, well, some people keep another window open, and every time they have to type a password, they'll type a couple letters, then go to the other window, type a couple letters, then go back and do it. So that the, if you're if it's key logging, you get a string of stuff with the password in there somewhere, but it's not. Not together. It's not. You got to be very paranoid to do that. Well, or have a lot of viruses <laughs> on your computer. Oh yeah. Where if you're running Windows, that'll be the case. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because your thumbprint isn't anywhere else besides on no, your thumb. No, right. No, you, you, know, you, don't, you don't put your thumb anywhere. <laughs> or the iris scan. I'd really trust that not to malfunction. I saw it's a low low milliwatt laser. Yeah. I, I saw I said once uh, the iris scanner and it looked very awkward. Yeah. You know, and people staring into it and it was like doesn't not, not warm and fuzzy feeling no. for me. <laughs> but you know, maybe young people will get used to it and uh, zap zap the eyes and I think I read somewhere that these this new you know supposedly 2010 2012 uh, Windows the, the new you know really big step Windows isn't that supposed to have the webcam do facial recognition as a oh, security yeah. I think that's supposed to come standard with this new new system that they're putting out. <laughs> yep, it's a face. I don't know, but I can just see it. that would be Windows level security, yeah. right? I, I, I didn't allow the night. Hey, you shaved your beard. I'm not letting you in. That's right. I had my kids at Pleasant Valley Farm taking pictures, and it's got the face recognition oh. camera, and they have a big cutout with a pumpkin, and it kept recognizing the pumpkin face. <laughs> the camera did. The box would go around the pumpkin. All that was on the pumpkin were black eyes and holes in the black, you know, painted yeah. mouth. And it's easy to find. Yeah. Forget yeah. the kids, it was all pumpkin. So that's, that's how you break Windows passwords starting in version whatever. You hold up a pumpkin. Windows password is just give it another password. <laughs> because nobody could ever take a picture of you and hold the picture up. Right. Yeah, that's right. true. Oh, did you ever did the thing where you submit your picture online and then it compares it to potential famous people? No. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, you can take your pictures and then take your face structure apart and then look at famous people. I guess I, I came close to 60% of David Beckham. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can Beckham, him. He's a soccer player. Oh. He plays Action America right now. Yeah, better yeah. than David Hasselhoff. <laughs> Come on! Oh, hey, so I'm looking for a jury. People give me hot dogs all the time. About he is like superstar. I'm not sure he's so good. Yeah, Bates on his program. Well, no, Baywatch was like seriously. Over in Germany, Hasselhoff is like the biggest celebrity ever. He's in the Germans love his CDs. I've seen that on VH1 and stuff. It's unbelievable. I don't know what they see on the side. I don't know. I got the potato sandwich. Yeah, potato Baywatch, I can understand. That's a lot more. Why? But he was a TV writer. Johnny talks jokes. He's seen the movie. Johnny talks. 
Well, no. Yeah, he talks actually pretty fluent German. Very good. And he did movies in Germany too. Well, it was great. I don't like when he was talking to watch a car game. Yeah, that's point. Well, no, and Austria. 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 Then I was uh, followed Laos's thing on installing Flash 10, and that didn't work for shit, so. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of dependencies for hours. Oh, really? Going, Flash 10? So. But I think Byron's got me straightened out, so. Uh, because we aren't going to help you. <laughs> well, that's good. We didn't expect it. <laughs> but, uh, so, I don't know, that's, that's about all I did, I think. I didn't make any beer. <laughs> Oh, you still up in your house with your generator oil? Yeah, we're eating with that now. We're off, we're off the grid. We've been on the grid for oh, yeah. a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Did nice. you get all those new solar panels hooked up? Or no, I just got just going on the ones that you had yeah. hooked up before. Problem is now I need the heat. So we got plenty of electricity because now we need the heat. So we need oh the yeah, okay. so, so that's more of the summer. Kind of heat to the electricity with the generator. Oh, you don't generate? No, I use the uh, waste heat from the generator. The Exhaust heat and the antifreeze to heat the house. Okay. And electricity charges the batteries and dries the clothes and all that other stuff. So cool. It's cool. doable. Cool. Maybe we should take a tour in your house. Start selling power back to XL Energy. Yeah, that's that's uh, more complicated than you think. I imagine. It doesn't yeah. actually come come up to much because you have to actually pay them to sell back to them. Yeah, start off by paying them $20 a month to be able to do it. Sure. So then you got to just generate $20 of electricity just to That's get the ground zero. Electricity. 20 bucks to buy a lot of electricity. Yeah, exactly. So you plan on making it through the winter without using grid stuff? Yeah, we did it last winter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. I think a couple of weeks ago, it was the best invested in a company who has the windmill that you can put on your roof. They always look oh, like yeah. they, 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 they look not like a typical windmill, it looks like this thing, you know, what it was shaking naked with whipped papers. Like an egg Crest is a company, and it's like a small thing for homeowners, but, you know, what, I don't know how many kilowatts you can create, but pretty much take a lot of the daily basics off, man. I was, I'm not sure if it survives enough or not. It was just Crest invest in this company that was, that was just an economic business really, probably three, four weeks ago. Now, if you think that if everybody would just generate half of the electricity, would they use, you know, how much that would be? Yeah, I've heard mixed results on wind power in this yeah, area. Right. I've heard people that say, oh, yeah, it works fine, and then I've heard people that say, no, it doesn't work worth yeah. crap. Uh, it so depends if it's at what, what scale, too. I mean, it depends what scale. We, we own windmills in Germany, and back then, what we want is, is 1.6 gigawatt. And now we want is 2.2 gigawatt. It's big ones. You know, it's, 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 no, it's, megawatts, not giga. No, mega. No, no, big. Uh-huh. Big. Uh-huh. Actual big ones. Big ones. It's the like big ones are like four or five stories tall. Mm-hmm. 
But the new monster, the phenomenon... 1.6 megawatt, not gigawatt. Like the great big huge power plants are only gigawatt, a few gigawatts. You have kind of a lame argument. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Wikipedia knows. Wikipedia knows. Six hundred one point six. Like in US, the one is five five point oh, maybe it's megawatts, not even. But they going offshore, going offshore, and but the ones we run, and what the biggest problem is is transmission. When they have the six hundred ones, they work all fine, but now the bigger ones, the transmission cannot hold up. And the one, there's one company, Endercom, who has had an office in Hudson, but they moved to Canada. I guess the last thing I heard, because somebody had interest, they have a legal factor, GGE, GE, I guess, it's called the product. And they have a transmission free one, that's free running, that's right away generating, and I dropped in the hat. And they're not, because of transmission hybrids, they cannot generate as much power, but on the middle left, the lower rates are higher, and on the long run, because you don't have a transmission, you don't lost energy, and you don't have as much maintenance work, they're much more efficient. So the yes, capitalized even is 1.5 compared to 1.6 and 1.7, but the amount of electricity actually housing every year, especially without a really optimal standpoint, and like a mid-range, you're much more efficient. So, but you, when you talk about 1.5, for example, then you can actually count it for 500 on a base because you say one third <laughs> so, from a electricity standpoint, you can count on. So, are you planning to have some windmill too? Uh -uh. No. No. Not right now. I just, the wind charts don't, don't uh, for this area, they just don't pan out. So you would have to have a really high uh, pole? And even then, we just don't have wind here like yeah. they have. With, you know, if you look where they put them, they're out in the plains with yeah, wind southern poles. Minnesota. Straight line when, all the time. When I'm driving to Ohio, the, there were actually a few trucks which were holding the uh, bases, and, oh. and it was on three trucks for one base. It was oh, huge. Okay. It was enormous. The woman says that that's what their husband does. He's trying to secure the truck for delivering the trailers. Yeah. Oh. And because then come a lot shows up in Milwaukee, Washington, from on the port, and then they're shipping mm -hmm. out the mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, where did we, where did we see those wind farms? Uh, that was down in uh, Illinois. That was in Illinois. Yeah, I got the numbers here too. Uh, 1600 kilowatts is the standard rate or the rating for the Yeah, smart guy. Whatever I said about you, you know, I'm taking it back. That was a gigawatt. I'd have to be a thousand of Cool. So that, be a lot of windows. Yeah. What? What was that all? What you've done? That's all. You know, for me, that was quite a bit. Yeah. yeah I think I believe that. Actually, Linux. That'd yeah. be awesome. Yeah. They've been switching this and doing switching that. That's the thing to it. They say that the biggest ones can now generate up to about five megawatts. That's what offshore. Oh yeah. But the problem is offshore. What they have is erosion. They don't have this on the control. Yeah. The power of the water just yeah. on the whole thing. So, and then, see, the originally idea was to get offshore, use it on the utility to make hydrogen, right? Because the problem is, so your problem is still with wind. Like you said, you're in the middle of nowhere, and you have to lay all the sides transmitted where people live in. Or why we don't use it to make hydrogen. But hydrogen is such a 
Hard to transport. Yeah. Hard to transport because you can not use no. all the natural gas lines. They're not good enough to transport this. <laughs> it depends if you want to blow it up. That's, right? a, yeah. <laughs> it's just a, that's a, a small that's detail. That's a good neighborhood to live in. Like yeah. 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 Well, the idea was, you know, one is somebody to use natural that. gas lines, but you cannot. No, no, so that was your good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, also, the efficiency is... is when you look at our VP and look at our compared to wind, what you actually generate in power compared to coal is like using twice as three times as energy that nuclear like uses on the third. Well, now you defeat the purpose. You need nuclear to create hydrogen, or why don't you yeah. electricity? You know? So it's not really efficient to do it. By the way, that website that you can compare yourself to celebrities is called myheritage.com. MyHeritage.com. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you're like uh, Mr. Wikipedia. <laughs> So I would be probably Homer Simpson, like 100%. 99.6%. I think, yes. This is like a, it would really fit. I can, you got a picture of yourself? I can. No, I, I, I don't want to scare myself. How are you doing? You scan it in? No, no, it, it just, it just, just uploads whatever. JPEG. Any JPEG you can submit it. They kind of analyze your face structure stuff. It's a key point. Based on this. So don't try to, to take a picture of your ass. Is your mom or dad from England? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, well that, we have made in England before. <laughs> okay, let's try. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Let's let's move on. All right. We don't have to have a history lesson here. Okay, go on. What's your two minutes favorite? I didn't have yet. I didn't have time. No, I don't. What is it? Actually, I try OpenOffice 3.0. And I tried uh, PDF uh, <laughs> editor, and that worked pretty good. I was very, I was very pleased with that. That's <laughs> in the Open Office PDF editor. Yeah, you you need to download a plugin. Okay. And uh, so I had actually existing PDF uh, file, and uh, I wanted to, to adjust it, move it around, and it worked pretty good. It uh, I was able to do that. And then save it. Yes. <laughs> what if the PDF was actually like an image that was turned into a PDF? Would it work then? As long as it is PDF, PDF I think yeah. it'll rescan it. Yes. But all you get is a bit. Yeah, I, I used it. I, I had just a, get a bit now. Because, because PDF is. Uh, mm, you can have images embedded into PDF. Yeah, so yeah. You've got an image in a PDF even when you go to edit it. Yeah, what I used it for is I had oh. some sheet music that was scanned yeah. and put in PDF form. And for some reason, this one program we were trying to put it into, it wouldn't make the PDFs big, the way you got it, it was one of these printers that printed the PDF and I couldn't print more than like a couple pages of the sheet music at a time, apparently there was just some limitation in the program. Copyright. So what I ended up having to do was combine, to get one file for my little portable music pad thing, um, I had to combine the PDF files, otherwise I had to switch files in the middle of the music, you know, which was kind of inconvenient, so I wanted to make one continuous PDF file at it and just page through it and I use that to combine the PDF files. So. You could probably do that right from the command line just go file the no, 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 you can't. No. Well, you can you can yeah, if you yeah. open up the PDF files, but there's like I'll headers and footers on the PDF files yes. that you got to get yes. that right, oh, okay. and it counts pages, yes. and that was the critical thing. I wanted yeah, to be able to push yeah. the foot switch page button and have it advance sure. pages properly, so well, I had to get for, that right. For that, that, as you are saying, that you wanted to add pages or remove pages, there is a... There is a uh, Google had a book about hacking the PDF, 
and the guy who wrote it wrote also a tool. They, he called it uh, PDF-TK or TK-PDF as a PDF toolkit. And that one actually was able to combine PDFs or remove the pages from the middle and to do that. That was pretty pretty easy with that tool. It was a command line tool. So uh, if you well, is a PDF a text file or what is it? It is it's sort of like a text file, but it is uh, it's it has its own. It's kind of almost like it's, it's sort of like it works in principle of, of a PS file. Postscript, right? Sort of like a postscript type. Yeah. It's a language that is interpreted to display the document. I think the key of PDF that made it so popular is that it, it didn't matter what system you were printing it on or what printer you're printing it to, it would always look the same. Right? Yeah, I knew that's that. why the industry started using it because it did such a good job of that. Yeah. Yeah, and if only that were actually true. You know. <laughs> the second thing is that most people, the, the reader was free, but you could modify the file. So yeah. a lot of people was also Control. controlling that you couldn't copy and paste your stuff out of it and take it to something else. You do know that's for you free. Text, so. yeah, it's for free. You shouldn't have to pay for a damn file. It also makes it much easier. It's free. So, what else did I do? Oh, I broke. I think I broke my beer. Oh, yes, I did brew my beer on Sunday. So, uh, you need to start a beer group. The government. Yeah. Do you want to be in there? No, I don't need to drink it. See, so no, I need to spend time brewing beer. Why would I organize beer group? Anything that's related to PDF. I'm glad. I'm glad that people are drinking literature. It's cool. free. I think that's all. You don't have to pay for it. And you have to go through gov.com and they Me? will access your... Oh, I have this. Oh, you got it. And what it is? It's uh, my Android phone. Oh, I thought it was iPhone. What is it? It's a T-Mobile. Yeah, it's got a big clock on it. That's the most important part. <laughs> so, big, big you, can, uh, you can move it around. Oh, well, that's I mean, <laughs> too much. <laughs> Who cares? It's got a BAC. Yeah, it's got yeah. a BAC. How do websites look like? They look fine. The the website reader is pretty snazzy. You can zoom around, move it in your hand. Now, have you looked at some of the applications you can put on there? Or is uh, I put Pac-Man on here. Yeah. There you, you, can, you can play Pac-Man with the accelerometer, so okay. that's kind of interesting. Well, that's right. <laughs> just, just don't drive and don't play with it. It's got built-in GPS. It also will attempt to triangulate your position based on cell towers, which will get you within the radius of a cell tower. But, uh, so they say that you have in, in uh, Wisconsin in, instead of California. They'll find out. Basically, it tells me I'm in the city of Eau Claire, <laughs> unless I turn the GPS on. But it's got maps. And I did get the uh, Weather Channel has an app you can install. It works pretty well. So. Yep. Uh, there's no 3G here. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of. be Wi-Fi. It's you, you get the GPRS. It's got Wi-Fi built in, uh, Bluetooth. Uh, you know, it's. Yeah, it's kind of, what did you buy? Keyboard. Oh, yeah, the keyboard. Oh, that's kind of cool. What, what is the name of that thing? Uh, it's the T-Mobile G1. So. Oh, okay. And what is it? Is it the, the, it's the, new, the Android operating system uh, from the Did you have T-Mobile service always? Yep. So what does so the... Huh? I put it back in its box. <laughs> <laughs> what does the uh, service for that thing cost a month? 
There's data plans. I think they start at like 20 bucks a month for unlimited. Yeah, but then we'll unlimited phone and everything. For is it? You, I think if you sign up with two year agreements, like a phone call, just make a phone call somewhere. Then how much a month? Well, whatever service plan you get. Yeah, I mean, is it 100 or 50 or? I think they're like, they start at 40. Oh, it's an So we've got like shared dinners, I think, family plans. I didn't actually change my cell phone. That's back to HTC. Yeah, I guess it would be. The neat thing, the real reason I got it was Skype though or something. Put your Google account information into it, and it comes up with your calendar, your email, your contact. Yeah. Everything's integrated into it, so it's, uh, that's my biggest complaint about my other phones. I'd have to try and synchronize it, it never really worked well. And, uh, but, uh, Do you know why if the, the Google Mail worked with the Android so well? Mostly bad, I guess the Google is the sponsor of Android. <laughs> Did they call oh, it Android? Yeah, there's something. It is, isn't it? I mean, that's their Android. Well, it's got their browser. I don't know if it's Chrome, but it's, it's uh, something like it. But got the gesture and stuff. But the nice thing is, the whole important thing is it's open, so if anybody can write an application, yeah. you can download right. that application. Yep. And they've got the, what do they call it, the Android Marketplace. There's a bunch of games and stuff in there already. And like I said, I got Weather Channel had a little application that's pretty good. You can it doesn't do map in motion is the only thing. Otherwise, you can look at precipitation and the clouds and radar images and all kinds of stuff in here. Does it talk to YouTube videos? YouTube. It's got a YouTube thing built into it. And uh, did you have to install it on there? Or it came with that. Oh, okay. Well, that's does it have like Wall Street and stuff like this live? I don't think you want to know anything that's going on in the stock market. I think they had some, you can get some programs for that. I don't know, it depends on what people have written so far. That's the newest thing that does that a lot of the time. That's a people try to play on. If you go by Pizza Hut, does it tell you there is a Pizza Hut by I'm sure it would, yeah. Do you turn your GPS on? Oh. I think the HTC is like the new the HTC brand phone. Because I got two people I work with got HTC one through AT and T and one through Altel. They it's, it's a big handheld uh, manufacturer. Yeah, they. Uh, the last phone I had was made by HTC. I actually hated it, but that had Windows Mobile on it. So could you? Say you've got an HTC from Altel that has Windows Mobile on it. Could you download this and put it on? Just uh, push the menu if it's off. Oh, okay. twice. So, uh, you download Android? Can you download Android and install it? No. I don't, I, uh, I don't think you can just install it or anything. Is it the hardware? You can You can go get the development kit and write software for it. It comes with a little, you know, emulator so you can test it out. You can write Hello Android. No Hello World, but Hello Android. Say about five hours talk time, you know, five days standby. Depends on what you, if you got Wi-Fi turned on or to the GPS. So what's the memory and storage? I don't even know. <laughs> it's got a gigabyte SD card in it. I've heard you can get. Yeah, I think it's the high capacities you can get. So it's at least upgradable, anyways. You know, if you get more access. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's got a little trackball built into it that you thought it was creepy. No, it was actually. It is interesting. <laughs> It works okay. And so where, where did you buy it here in town? Uh, I bought it from the T-Mobile website. So we've had T-Mobile for like six years, so I just said upgrade my phone, and they they said bend over, and I said okay. How much? Did you from T-Mobile? It's pretty decent, yeah. I mean, if we go way out in the, in the country sometimes off 
you know, away from the freeway, it will start roaming. Or Even something. up around Rice Lake, it's it's pretty good. I mean, until you get you know off the beaten paths, and then it's you know, like close Holtel, to the, and that's much better up there. You get close to the cities, and then you Holtel's get to areas that have the three G service. Is Deer well, well, there's there's area? Get it here. I think so. That's what I heard. Mobile on the they're more of a USA. I mean, they're out of St. Louis, aren't they, or something? Yeah, they are German based. Yeah, they are German. And and when I take my T-Mobile overseas, it doesn't have a service. And I called them that I want that, and they said. You you make your telephone unlocked and you buy yourself a SIM card over there. Yeah, I mean this is twenty one instead of nineteen. I think it's the European standard. No, no, the different frequency. It has all the my telephone has all frequency on. No, oh, okay. Because yeah, it is just a SIM card. It's, but but you know it's a T-Mobile here or a T-Mobile over there. And, and it knows should be in hardware box, so there's no. And it knows it knows that it has a service. It just doesn't tell me that I am allowed to, to access the, the, the network, and it gets me time. It gets me time here from all players. Yeah, it's, it's the U.S. companies that lock it down because, because I think all over Europe phones work, don't they? And you don't have to worry about what country you're in, do you? No, most likely not. You know, I mean, it's everywhere except for the U.S. Yeah. Everywhere, we'll figure. They, they talk that you can actually, with this T-Mobile, you can go internationally. They talk, they think about internationally, you go to Canada and Mexico. That's it, internationally for them. But you want to go to Europe? Yeah, you have to do a different SIM card. And I know that AT&T, I can take my telephone and my plan to, to Europe, and it'll work there. AT&T, that's right. But I don't know why T-Mobile doesn't work. Hmm. Is that the correct thing to say? Yeah. So there's my right. Because they can make more money by making it down. I don't think that would really translate to much more money for them, because how many people are going to... Well, no, it's not that. What they're doing is controlling uh, the advertising, because what they're seeing is all is potentially a way of delivering you to advertise. And so what they're trying to do is control the advertising markets. And advertising is always based on the accuracy of the market you're going to reach through that venue. But, but you know, from my point, it would be I have this telephone and I go to Minnesota, and I know that they have T-Mobile, but I don't get to their service. Now, that's the same thing what they are doing, you know, which I don't understand why they do that. Well, as I say, I mean, what I think what the industry experts are saying and what they're exploring in these hearings is that the companies see this as being, yeah. you know, eventually the way everything you're going to do is going to be from your smartphone. In other words, you know, PCs and all that stuff that, you know, are going to fade to the background and you're going to do your shopping and all your purchasing. You know, you're going to walk up to a soda machine and hold up your phone and it's going to charge your credit card for this for the can of soda that pops out and stuff like that. That's, well, and so that the main reason they're trying to control access like that has got to, to go. do with future uses for things like that. Sure. And they'll be sure that that's who they're sending the ads to because right. wouldn't be in some <laughs> like no, I mean, the whole point of advertising is that you don't want to spend money when people who couldn't possibly be interested in what you're trying to get them to know about yeah, you want to are, are using that service. You want to target that as much as possible. Yeah. And that's the whole reason they're using it for data collection and stuff like that, is to try to make advertising dollars more effective. Sure. I'll tell you what, they sure don't do a good job of it. Because no, they don't. I, would, I wouldn't mind watching ads if I was actually interested in buying the stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's very it's rare that I see an ad actually interest me. Except for the popcorn, I never buy off ads. If I'm looking for something, I'll have Unless, unless it's a it's a tequila ad, 
tequila. <laughs> oh, I still have to think Yes, that you do. I should start that. There was, there was some ad about tequila, and I, I'm not sure if it's true or if it's just a joke, but it is like a medical ad, and it's like, do you feel inadequate? Are you blah, blah, blah? And... Try tequila. <laughs> and uh, there used to be a drug like that on the market. It's just keep on going on. You know, like going out in public. It was that anxiety drug. What the hell was it called that they had an ad just like that? It's like, yeah, tequila. It's like, well, why don't you just get drunk? You'll feel good. Now. <laughs> it's actually what it was. All right, who's two minutes of fame early on? Uh, are you done? With the tequila? I think so. I, <laughs> okay. yeah. Your telephone didn't come back yet? No, no I never no, seen no, it yet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, a special deal with you, you know, Nigeria. Nigeria. No, don't forget. I'm trying out the internet gambling. Yes. yes. <laughs> Say Mr. Mabubu that you are still alive. I would say it was basically it was an uh, imitation of the Nigerian prince that has a billion dollars and he needs to transfer and he needs your help. Except it was from Halsey. Yeah, those Nigerian princes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, desperately need have seven hundred trillion dollars to transfer. Desperately need you to throw in your. Forty thousand dollars, like in transfer the money. How many people still acting on their emails or country of all the bank accounts? Right. How many people wow. still on them? Right. Oh, you know, you know? I have a question. I have a question. You know, we talk about updating. Like, if I want to update Firefox or open office. You do a normal update, or is it best to go to that remove, remove it and then download the newest version? It would just update. If it's in repository, it's just the update. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want to freak you out. You're talking about Linux, right? I yeah. 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 As long as you're not really touching the heart of the operating system, it's okay to just update it you know, with the with a software tool. And really what it's doing when it's updating is it is removing the old one and putting the new one on all in one step. So anything that would have been removed by removing it is removed and then replaced with the new one. Hey guys, but like Firefox doesn't have a button on his update, so it's like... I should try listening from my phone, I haven't you know that. Don't touch my But it could just update your... Just your package manager, yeah, or synaptic, or app manager, or whatever you use. Audacity works and interprets. Well, yeah, and the thing is, major upgrades like that, they might not do it except for with operating system updates. If you want to like do a major version jump, a lot of times you do have to download it yourself. Otherwise, it's going to say, okay, the version for... You know, 710 will go up to this version, but we're not going to make the jump to 3. The jump to 3 will be version. Generally, it's not a good idea to skip versions. Even in Debian, we can't do that. Right, right. You can't go stepwise through whatever they Right. That was just right, because I think I had to the Another thing was like, certain websites will not let it, or they want a real player, a Linux media player. And I think on the movie player, they have certain plugins to 
Oh, well, the thing you might want to watch with plugins is they don't always go to the next version. Sometimes they'll throw away some of your plugins and stuff and your add-ons because they don't work with the new version. But then you can, Foxfire anyway, Firefox has, has a um, utility that notifies you when your discarded yes. plugins and add-ons become yes. upgraded to the current version that you're going to have. There's an M-Player plugin that uh, will allow you to play videos. Well, I use the... That's the way it starts. I don't know. It's not most of them I see, but basically I have like a few real players Windows Media Player. All right. Okay. Are, are you guys ready for the ad? Are we ready? It's a tequila ad. It's a tequila ad. This is notoriously quiet speaker, so I'm gonna try and here's my volume. Hang on. All right. Prepare to be Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacle that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker truth or dare and naked twister warning the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not is a major factor in dancing like a retard may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them also may cause you to think you can sing alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting it may create the illusion that you are tougher smarter faster and better looking than most people and it may lead you to think people are laughing with you alcohol may cause pregnancy and it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. I see we're working on our transition to duels. Absolutely. See, and this is actually in a beer podcast. So I wasn't sure if it was true or not. Well, cool. How about you? I... I guess I didn't do much this last week. I've still been running those two uh, email servers, running Squirtle Mail. On one of them's on a new Ubuntu, and one of them's on an old one. And I got like our sync together, so they stay pretty much together. And, uh, it's been working great. Every now and then it was getting slow, but I think that was a network problem, and I, I think that's fixed. But I'm not sure. So. It hasn't done it again since, but every now and then, like when you log on through SSH or something, every line would come up real slowly, like it'd be printing out the characters one by one. But then later in the day, it'd be perfectly fast. And I think it was the network. Doesn't it sound like a swap space problem? I mean, maybe he's 
Brand new machine, Brand nothing else on it. Could be just running out of memory. Yeah, I mean, how big oh, is this swap? I mean, no, it's not. It's the not machine making itself any isn't disc working noises hard. or anything at the time. Yeah, I think it's. Could it just be the network. Yeah. I think it, I'm pretty sure it, 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 it was the network. Or something using 100% CPU use it should do the same thing. Yeah, I checked that using that, what is it, Top S or something top, like that? Yeah, Top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it, everything looked okay. Okay, that's it. So you have that, that ad option here also on uh, YouTube. <laughs> so you can watch. Don't, don't click on those on the side. I don't think those are supposed to be. <laughs> those don't actually work. You see, what they do is they put up a picture, a picture of a beautiful woman so that you click on it, and then it's something completely different. I think, actually, if you are... On the I page, know. If, if you are, <laughs> I can show you some sites that do have it. We, 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 do, we do not need to know that. They're on the same time as open source stuff. <laughs> oh, you said you have open source stuff? Yeah, I got some open source pictures. Oh. <laughs> I see. Tiger. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, we didn't oh, mean that to. Was, no, that was about it. And I've been um, using a program that's available for Linux. I've been using it under uh, Windows. It runs well under Linux. It's called Eagle for laying out current circuit yes. boards. Very good program. I actually uh, just recently made a circuit board using Eagle. And, uh, Gary actually took the Eagle file and created the circuit board for me. He's got all the stuff to make it. Oh, okay. But, yeah, there were a few quirks. That was stuff. It was an excellent program. I've used a lot of them over the years, and they're the best that I've come across. Have you tried out the uh, G-Scam? That's uh, it's uh, the GEDA project. It's got uh, GSCM. This is like yeah. an open source right. version. Probably the the best open source one that's out there. GSCM uh -huh. does the schematics, and then there's a program called PCB for the board layout. And really, it it's got about the same features as Eagle. The only thing it doesn't back annotate, and the two aren't really. Uh, that, tightly connected. That, that's the best part of Eagle is that, that it uses the same database. So, you, like when you change a schematic, right away it reflects in the board. Right. So that's the key feature. <laughs> and hardly any programs have that until you spend tens of thousands of dollars. So right. I think it's really a good value. Yeah, and they have a free version that works up to boards like what is it, three by five inches or something. Well, that's so what you use, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, okay. is the source code available for that program, no, no. or you could go fix it? No. No, but it has a very good scripting language built into it that you can do just about anything, and there's thousands of scripts yeah, available. Yeah, plugins and such. Yeah. It's interesting that they're at least offering the Linux version. Yeah. And the other product that I've been using that's all that's a good I thing. think is available for Linux too is a compiler by a CCS company that makes a compiler for those little pick chips. And I think they have oh, a Linux yeah. version. Yeah, there's too. a couple of versions of that. I know that uh, at the Atmel microcontrollers, yeah. com the compilers that they suggest to use is actually GCC. Okay. So that's hey, great. there's a version of GCC for these uh -huh. microcontrollers called APR GCC. Yeah. And the software that you download off their website says go download the free mm -hmm. compiler, and that's the C compiler that they recommend. Yeah. So it's pretty good endorsement for GCC. Yes, it is. And that's about it. That's all I've been doing. Some graphics stuff. <laughs> <laughs> 
dabbling in everything. Well, yeah, I don't have a lot, very good attention span. Well, I made a little synthesizer. Uh, a guy uh, from Germany had posted this uh, circuit that is a neat little synthesizer, and he had all kinds of sound clips and stuff too. So I listened to him, so I got to build one of those. So I did. And, uh, I just just got it assembled a couple days ago, and it works just like it's supposed to. So it's kind of cool. I was going to make a couple more and see if anybody wanted them. Ellie, did you make any progress with that synth? With what? No. We ended up giving it to a friend who had a synthesizer. With what? Elliot had picked up a synthesizer somewhere. Oh, yeah. oh. I, I'm just wondering whether he did it. He says he gave it to somebody oh, else. Is he, so. he, he getting somewhere else? Yeah, good. What kind was it? It was a part piece of Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. That's not really a synthesizer, is it? More like an organ? Like a, yeah. Does Organizer. it have one of those ones where you flip a switch up for all the partials? You know, like you, if you hold down a chord, it goes like, ah, and then you flip up all the switches and all the partials of the note come in, you know? I don't know. Maybe. I, it, I, it would have just a row of switches all across the top. I have a question. If it's synthesizer and organ, wouldn't it actually all together make organizer? <laughs> sure. It's yeah. more of a disorganizer. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Was it actually a circuit that I've been working on? It's a motor yeah. controller. Okay, that's nice. Yeah, Eagle's great for that. Is that GEDA or is that Eagle? That's Eagle. Okay. Where did you get where did you get your board printed? Yeah. Gary's basement. Yeah. The place I work at sends out quarter panel orders that are single sided boards, you know, and we image them at where I work and then we just send it to electronic industries in the Twin Cities. And it's like 150 bucks for a 31 by 24 inches, which you can be online too that you can submit a smaller board. I can't remember the name of the company, but there's one where you submit a smaller board and get the cost down. What they'll do is they'll fold it for like a week or two and get a big collection of boards and then they'll send them all as one lump, so that you don't have to pay the if, you know extra charge for just one little board. If that's the same one I'm thinking of, I ordered some boards from them a couple weeks ago, and I, I got them, and it was called Batch PCB, and you can find them through that like SparkFun.com electronics page. And anyway, you, you got to send them your files, your Gerber, the Gerber four yep. files, and then you just wait a while, and and I paid like twenty five dollars, like including the shipping, it was like twenty five dollars. And I ordered two of these little boards, and they're they're double sided, plated through, solder masked, silk screen, and they came back beautiful. And they sent me five of them. They must have ran like I don't know why, but they just ran five. It's amazing they can make money doing this. I know twenty five bucks. I think what they do is they you, you say you want two, and if they have extra space, they'll right. You know, they have to. Then they might they have, have to, to throw submit some something away. that's this big, mm -hmm. so they'll just double up yeah. more. Yeah. Well, the, the thing with those is like any other printing operation. Not, it's well, not ninety, but certainly seventy-five percent of your time is in cleanup. So if you're going to bother to run any at all, you know, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's you might but, as well. Yeah, but I think in the small ones, they have a whole bunch of people's orders all. Right. Oh, that's, yes. that's what right. company does. They, they collect orders for a week or two to get all these little orders, yep. combine them into one big one, send it off to the fab house, get it back, cut it into pieces, send it out. Sure. And that they that company is actually sure. one guy that pretty much runs that, and he wrote this thing called DRC Bot. 
it's like this, you send your files to it and it checks your files to see if, you know, they're manufacturable. And then it, you know, you can check the progress of your order online and everything. And it's, it's, I think it's amazing because we would pay $600 setup for a board like that just to get one of them. You pay $600 setup the first time. Mm-hmm. And on batch PCB, the whole order, everything, including shipping, was $25. The quality was outstanding. But it goes by the square inch. So if you're doing boards that are bigger, it's not a very good deal anymore once you get up to, yeah. you know, because it's per square inch. Cool. How about Miss Tron? <laughs> I cannot see. I start my new job on Monday, and so Tuesday this week was my last day at the old job, so I've been having some time off for once in my life. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good. Where's your new job? Uh, I'm going to be at Luther Hospital. Oh. Yes, on the PM, so yeah. I'll probably be here every once in a while. <laughs> well, you need to tell them. I got. Well, it's going to be closed. So... Yeah, you just say I gotta have my stout right now, and I'm leaving. <laughs> well, if you're if you're still at Dooley's at eleven, I can leave it. Uh, I doubt that. <laughs> that I don't know. Speak for yourself. Some of us will. Yeah, especially if they got beer. But that's not a bad idea. idea. You know. <laughs> no, we gotta wait. We gotta wait. Two more beers, please. <laughs> but um, it's only four days a week, but still with full time benefits. So nice. gonna. Kind of be random this week, what day I'll have off. So it says 32 hours? Yeah. Oh, still just the lamp's okay. burning out. Hey, what? The, the lamp is going. Do a Uh-oh. <laughs> How the hell did they Better do the newsletter quick. <laughs> yeah. That's scary. Maybe that's a I'm heat selling thing. it, so don't do Oh, no. It seems like it's... Yeah. What does that mean? What means what the lamp is going. Right down the bottom left corner, see that blinking... Lamp, Dealey? Blinking, blinking. Uh, they have a timer in there that says, you know, those lamps are only rated for however many hours. And you don't actually want the lamp to fully burn out because that can be bad. Because they can kind of tend to poof explosively. So they have a timer and the timer gets full. Maybe we don't want to sit here anymore. So maybe how do you reset the timer? It should move. Yeah, let's go and reset the timer. You're good. Good for another hundred. We were just talking about how to carry on circuit boards and stuff. What's that light blinking on? Well, it went away, so we're okay. Reset the timer. Here. Yeah, well, maybe it was because this was too close and it wasn't heating up. Maybe. Yeah, 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 they get really hot. So if it's yeah. if it's not like extremely hot. I, I thought it maybe that was like a little uh, giveaway to go to do it. Yeah, get the duct tape. Let's see what happens. Yeah, let's <laughs> tape up the vents and see what happens. Scientific. You can do it in two minutes. No, no, no. We, we, uh, we are moving to Dooley's. Yes, I know. I see. Oh, it. really? Yes. Could you show a movie on this thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what I. Okay, so that's similar to that one you got. Yeah, I mean, similar. Yeah, okay. Same same idea. Yeah, Yeah, what I use at home. I bought it. Because you never use one from a college for the 125. That's what I watch TV and movies and everything on it. I wonder it's almost burned out then. <laughs> too many, too many, too many movies. Well, this is not open, open, open source yeah, movies. Open source movies. Well, I had mine for, how long have I had mine? A year and a half? 
Where is that thing about moving to Dooley's? Did you say it's in a newsletter? Yes. Where is that newsletter? Well, did you send me an email to be included? On? <laughs> oh, I guess I never did. Uh, 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 well, send me an email. All right. Uh, here is the, if you go to contact us. Okay, contact us. <clears throat> here is the email address. Oh, yeah. for the email. So, over there. Oh, so okay. send me your email address. How about Miss Trod? Mr. E.C. Trod. Me? Uh, Me. Well, you. I was looking some at uh, voice recognition for Linux. Tell you what, there's not much to look at. There's pretty much one package called Sphinx. And I was going to look into that and see if I couldn't get something to, to a point where it was working. They've got something called... They've got a bunch of different versions. Some of them do um, real-time. Some of them only... Or aren't fast enough to be real time, but they've got one called Pocket Sphinx that is actually meant for like handheld devices and such. And it looks from the tutorial like it's pretty simple to set up, so I was going to try that out. I haven't gotten around to it yet. But. I'd be interested in that. Try something more like those home commands. Like that, that's exactly what I was looking at. at home or something, and it like turns on lights or something like that. Right, and that's what I was looking at. And I guess <laughs> what they have is they actually have a website that. You know, like the biggest part of the um, voice recognition is you need to have the um, training data. And that's really the big problem. There's no open source training data, really. They have some open source training data. And to get it into a useful form, you, kind of, you make up a file that says, okay, I want these commands, and you apply it to their website. And their website will go through and do the processing and give you back the correct files that will detect those words. Because the more words you get, the less accurate your recognition gets. So you just give it a file that's got these 20 or 30 words that you want recognized. And it'll give you back the right files, and then you combine that in and do your thing, and then it'll actually recognize those words. Hmm. So it sounded interesting. I'm going to try it out. Maybe I can get it to work. Maybe not. We'll see. And the only other thing I was doing was I was playing with awk a lot. AWK from the command line. Okay. Pattern, pretty much for pattern matching and stuff. Just, I don't know, it just seemed like the reoccurring theme this week. Everything that I needed to do just happened to be an awk command. So Is that like a super fine kind of thing? Um, actually, it's more of a... Like a graph type thing? Or it, what it does is... It's, it's almost it's like a programming it's a language. Parser. It's a parser. You give it a file, and for for each line in the file, it splits on a separator, and then it gives you, you know, dollar sign one is the first parameter, dollar sign two, and then you can do uh, regular expressions to match each line, and then you can do something different based on the different regular expressions. So, like, if you've got a file with two different types of things intertwined, you can split that out into two files really easily by do regular expression. If you find this, you know, print out the file one. If you find this, print out the file two. So there's a lot of stuff you can do with it. Cool. Yeah, well, the regular expression is a small part of it. I mean, it, the regular expression can be extremely simple and then do something else. Like, I was actually able to make a script using awk that would find the previous business day. 
using that oh, yeah. combined with the date command, which is actually a hard thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just from the regular thing, if you don't want to use regular expression, all the things are much easier to solve. Well, yeah, and for that, I mean, my regular expression was number or number zero. That's the one regular expression. Number one. It's called Two through six. Those are the regular yeah, expressions. Yeah, but still, it makes. No, it's not that it is a I forgot to mention I was playing with FS Lint this week too. It's a uh, if you have too many lints. <laughs> what it, uh, it it does a uh, file comparisons. It looks for it does a couple things. One of them that I was interested in was that it looks for duplicate files. And it gives you some options of how to handle them, whether you want to merge them together, delete them, or whatnot. What else would you do? It searches your, your packages, bad file names, or name clashes, temporary files. It's kind of like, you know, cleaning up. What's the, what's the bad file name to look like? Make a file name compatible with both Windows and Windows or anything like that? I'm I'm not sure. All I really played was 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 finding the duplicate files, which worked pretty well in my network storage unit. I've got directory after directory of last minute backups while I'm reinstalling the OS or trying something on it. I'm sure I've got gigabytes upon gigabytes of stuff I need to clean up. Find uh, broken symlinks and those types of things too, or is it? I believe so. Yeah, it's like I said. I only played with the duplication. The file part of it, but it looked pretty robust. I don't know. In reality, it's pro- probably Norton who is writing that, you know, the, the <laughs> registry fixer. Yeah. Bad sim links, bad IDs, temp files, empty directories, non strict binaries, redundant white space. That was a bad joke. Cool. Space about? one, space space one, space 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 one, space 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 character two fifty five one. <laughs> How about you, Elliot? Do you do any any fun? I saw it today. Uh, not today. This week, one time. Sorry. Yeah, you were walking somewhere from library. Oh no, I was probably walking to work. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I don't really working. I'm walking to Cool. Cool. What kind of car? That should be recent enough that, you know, repairable. Yeah, Yeah, that's... They're not positive. So they thought it was either head gas or the vehicle. Oh, anything is repairable. You have plenty of money. <laughs> so shall we? Shall oh, we? Do I? Oh, you do? Oh, oh I, only thing we almost ready to move on again to my office. Still waiting. My friend hopefully has a hot to put together so I can put my own Apache server, internet setup at home. That's what body is. I'm gonna put three 250 gigs hard drives and a PC and just for the Linux versions. Actually, it wasn't Linux, I told him, so version of what I want to put on it. Mm-hmm. Then, so I'm going to put it on it. Nice. That's what the plan is. See where we're going with it. And then, hopefully, I can run also my local PHP and stuff. 
Mm-hmm. So it's, will you run your own domain then? <coughs> no, I don't plan to do that. It's just, it's just in-house. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it's because I have Ubuntu on my, on my laptop, still a PC on, on some of my, my computers, and I have this little storage device, but the backup, most of files are saved for crash coming on my PC, so I have it there, but I don't have a backup version of it. That was originally an idea to record it. See, the hardware is not bad, but this Netgear device, using an old IBM file format, and if it's corrupt, there's no ways to get to it. Yeah. My Ubuntu machine, compared to Windows, it was safe as Windows, Ubuntu cannot get to the files, but at least it could get the IP number, so it's addressed to it, and, and I was looking online, and then you go online, you know, all these people are frustrated about it, because they supposed to have this tool, what's doing all this fixing, and so I gave up, and I just realized, the good part is, all my work, from my computer, my client information is all good. Oh, okay. But I asked that account, he's people. Why? Why are you doing a computer stuff? Don't have files. I said, no, <laughs> all my employee data, all everything, everything I have on record on the computer where that petition is gone. Mm. So all my old text filing, yeah. my old bookkeeping, my W2s and everything, that's all kind of computer things, that's <coughs> all. I get all the paper from it, but it's filled out. Never come all of Thank you. Have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, so you didn't make a backup of the backup? No. Not of that files. Yeah. Just a joke. Just a joke. You make a backup, so I guess you make a backup of the backup. <laughs> I looked ends. into some online version of a long paper or not. I don't know. I'll say it today. I don't know. I guess. Yeah, I'm trying to get better at that too. Having a, a device <laughs> and having some of them two backups on two different hard drives, the majority of files, and then some of the other stuff. We organize everything, and I have the same problem that like Adam just said. That some of it have flying copies on different PCs, yeah. and the different updates, and so it will be kind of challenging. There will be some work involved to find out which file I actually want to save and which file needs to go. What's what's the current version? And have one separate feature. Yeah. Lately, I've, instead of trying to back up all the programs and everything, all I do is back up my data. You know, I don't... That's, I don't, all, that's yeah. all I'm wanting. Yeah. So you know, one thing a lot I've heard a lot of people do is actually set up a subversion repository. And then they'll just go in and they'll check in all the files that they want backed up. Oh, yeah. such. And then but you, you still know, need to back up your subversion server. Well, let's see, the thing is, the subversion server counts as the backup. Yeah, that is Because backup. you have your local copy and then you have the subversion yeah. repository. And then, two, if you're going to back it up, you're not trying mm-hmm. to back up this file and this file and this file. Mm-hmm. Back up the repository, you don't. But if... <laughs> But if you have multiple computers working on the same file, that's okay. Subversion, there you go. That's perfect for I like using those little USB drives, you know, the ones that are bus powered. And uh, I just have some batch files that mm-hmm. just R sync all the stuff over to them. So I can swap those up. I keep one at home and one at work. And then, like, once a month, I swap them. You know, I bought one of them at, at Sam's Club. 
Oh, really? I, I, I plug it into mine. It doesn't even recognize it that it's plugged in. Oh, that's too bad. Linux so, picks up all the ones I've tried. Yeah, this one does not. And so that was, yeah, I went with, oh, it sounds like they had it on deal. It was like 80 bucks, 250 gigs. USB Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net. So head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.